Welcome to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast, where we take the Word of God and preach a timely message from the pulpit of Victory Baptist Church of Fallon, Nevada. Uh, We love him and we're praying for him, but we ask that you do heal him. We lift these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, this morning we're going to start with our Lesson 7, Recap. Um, So the question is, what does the law of God require? And the answer is personal, perfect, and perpetual obedience, that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. What God forbids should never be done, and what God commands should always be done. You know, and that's something that we really need to get into our heads and into our hearts in particular. What God forbid should never be done. What God commands should always be done. And uh, being the people that we are, sometimes we kind of juggle right and wrong to suit what <laughs> to suit what we want to do. But we'll go through this one more time. Question seven. So what does the law of God require? Personal, perfect, and perpetual obedience that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. What God forbids should never be done. What God commands should always be done. Yes, and yeah, again, we need to get that here, you know, in the heart so that we can continue to serve um, and do what, what we're supposed to be doing. So our memory verse with seven was Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 40. And Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your souls, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourselves. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. All of it. So, one of the things, Lesson 7 reminds us that even after these thousands of years since the law was given to the Israelites, God's law, that law remains our standard for living for Him and for living with others. You know, and it is required, it's required of us by God that we put the entirety of ourselves into obeying it. You know, because Jesus taught what can be s- described as um, a summary to God's law. So what, what is it? And he responds, um, to love God, to love others. And like I said last week, when we love wholeheartedly, we'll respond wholeheartedly, and we will live wholeheartedly, glorifying God in what we do, and in turn drawing other people to him so they can say, Hey, you know, you're weird, but there's something about what you're doing, you know. Show me show me your weirdness. Well, here he is. Jesus died on the cross for me. God became flesh so that he could be a living sacrifice, so he could free me from and cleanse me of the sins that I'm steeped in, you know. And um, the other says, yeah, that does sound kind of weird, you know. Let me find out more about it. And we're all here 
because we needed to find out more about it. We're Christians because he said what we were doing wasn't getting us anywhere. You know, somebody had to help draw us, you know, or to show us the way. God, the Holy God, and the Holy Spirit do the do the drawing. They bring us in. Um, but when we're living for God, people see that, and they want to respond to that. So, additionally, we know that we'll never be able to keep lo- God's law perfectly. And that's why salvation through Jesus Christ is essential. I mean, absolutely essential. If we want to get out of this world alive, and the way, <laughs> and in a good way, because we're going to get out of it alive, but we're either spending eternally, eternity in heaven, or we're spending eternity in hell. And I don't like that former option, or you know, the latter option. The Holy Spirit, at at salvation, the Holy Spirit will enter in and he'll work within us to teach us, to direct us, and to give us the ability to live more and more in godly ways that glorify God, you know, and in ways that are consistent with God's laws. So we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us, but we can quench him. We can put a lid on it, on that light that he brings. And so, you know, so... Holy Spirit says, do this. Nope. Well, yeah, do that. Nope. We can say no, but (laughs) it's not good when we do that, you know, as we've talked about before. So we're going to get on to question eight, today's question. It says, so are laws important? You know, we know that they are. We know that laws are important. Uh, typically, they help society function in an orderly and safe manner. But we got to know that some of the laws that are in place, that men have put into place, they could be strange and absolutely downright crazy in some instances. And here's some examples. In Nevada, it's illegal to hunt camels. And here I thought I could get a tag, you know. But no, in Nevada, it's illegal to hunt camels. In Carmel, California, it is illegal to wear high heels without a permit. (laughs) In Gainesville, Georgia, it is legal to only eat fried chicken with your fingers and your hands, not a fork. Now, these are laws, folks. In Quitman, Georgia, Georgia had a couple of them on the list. In Quitman, Georgia, it's illegal to let a chicken cross the road. So it's like, how are you going to stop it if it wants to go? But it's illegal, let it. Yeah, that'd make it change its mind. But then also in Georgia, it is illegal to sell a child younger than 12 to the circus. (laughs) So it's like, well, that's kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Keep that in mind, guys. (laughs) You might be circus fodder one day. Oh, we're not in Georgia. Never mind. And I know one time in Kentucky, I remember just so crazy, but it was illegal for stores to sell coloring books on Sundays. But it was okay for them to sell pornographic books. So, 
you know, kind of twisted. So, you know, those are, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of these types of crazy laws on the books throughout. I know Midwest was big on their blue laws at one time, some of the weirdest stuff in the world in there. Um, example, um, on Sundays they couldn't ha sell hard liquor. It could sell beer, but it ha couldn't be more than 3.2% alcohol. <laughs> you know, so it's like, what's the difference? They just drink more beer, but, you know. Uh, the yeah, some of this dumb stuff. But there's these crazy laws are on the books throughout the country and potentially throughout the world. Um, I've heard of some really weird ones in other other places around the planet, but I can't recall what they were, so I didn't include them. But at some point, these laws may have had a logical purpose uh, sometime in history, but they no longer do. And so if we look at it, look at the contrast to the, the dumb laws that are on the books, the, the laws of man that are in and out, back and forth, you know. It's legal to do that, now it's not legal to do that. And then it's legal to do that, and it's not legal to do that. I think it was France at one point in time, they basically decided that everything is legal unless we decide that it's not. It was pretty much the way they dealt with things, which is still is uh, nuts. But we contrast the laws of men, these dumb things like that, to the laws of God that were given several millennia ago. You know, and you can see that these laws of God that were given a whole lot of zeros in years ago, um, and these laws still stand today. You know, these things still stand. God's law is still valid. God's law is still for our benefit. So as we see, when we as we go through question eight, it says, God gave a set of laws all about right and wrong. You know, this is the way you do this. This is what you should do. Any violation of it is wrong. So it is. There are laws about right and wrong. But they're concerned about helping people. That's <laughs> the Israelites then and us now to live in a way that's honoring to God. And that's the big thing, too. You know, we need to be able to honor God with the way that we live our lives. <coughs> Excuse me just a second. Okay, so that brings us right up to question eight right now. So the question is, what is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? And this answer is pretty lengthy, but... So what is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? The answer is, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not covet. It seems kind of lengthy, but it's short. It's short and to the point. 
knows. So our answer, our question is, what is the law? <coughs> what is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? And the answer is, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not covet. That all makes really good sense when it comes right down to it. You know, these are how we get along uh, with, with each other. So our memory verse, our memory verse is Exodus, Exodus 20, verse 3, simply stated, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. And we're going to get into some of the details on these different commandments over the next few weeks. Um, but in all things, keep in mind that we can, we can displace God from his throne in our lives. Um, and they can become those other gods. And they can become idols. But that's, that's, for, uh, that's for another study. But the general intention when laws are established is to allow humanity, that's us, to thrive and flourish in a safe and prosperous society. And by prosperous society, it doesn't necessarily mean one with money. But a prosperous society deals with God and deals through God in the way that he wants us to. You know, we have God first. And when God is first in our, in our lives and in our society, we thrive. Look at what's happened to us since we st everybody started trying to kick God out of everything, including the country. You know, things have gone downhill in a heartbeat. But the general intention uh, is these laws to allow us to thrive and be safe in a prosperous society. And this in Exodus 20, and we're going to read this in a minute, God gave the law, his moral law, to the Israelites because he, he loved them and he wanted the best for them. So question 8 introduces, and that's, this is our introduction to those Ten Commandments, introduces the law in its original context, and examines why and how God gave the law to his people Israel. And this law as stated in the Ten Commandments is necessary because the world and everything in it is affected by sin. Everything. You know, we live in a pretty beautiful world out through there, and yet it's still a cursed earth. You know, my mind wanders back to what it might have been like um, back in the beginning. You know, did uh, did Adam and his kids ride dinosaurs? Hmm? We don't know, but I think it's a fun idea. You know, maybe I'll have an opportunity when we're in heaven. Hey, can I grab a hold of a pterodactyl and go for a ride? You know? Um, but... 
we don't there's a lot of that stuff is gone now because the planet was cursed so I'm gonna read uh, Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 through 17 if I can get to my bookmark and the wording's a little different because this is King James versus uh, whatever uh, that our uh, memory verse was out of. So, and God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless, guiltless, that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall they, they labor, thou labor, and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, sh thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested. Rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. That is, you know, that's God's moral law in a nutshell. If we don't do these things, then we're doing right. You know, I mean, we've got uh we've got what's what's going on so uh didn't get into it but verse 23 in this also says you shall not make with me gods of silver neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold he reiterates don't create any false idols uh, you know and <laughs> well i'm wanting to get ahead of myself but i'm not going to but these laws, may s these laws that God gives, uh, may seem harsh or restrictive in some schools of thought, but they're not. When it comes right down to it, what God's saying is, do the right thing. You know, that's all it is. If you do the right thing, you got no worries. These laws are loving and they're intended to bless rather than uh, burden. Each commandment reveals something of the character and nature of God 
And when we, under, when we study the laws of God, we begin to kind of understand the mind of God. He shows us what he loves. He shows us what he hates. Do what I love. Don't do what I hate. You know, I keep seeing things, you know, some of the dumb stuff I do. God's going, <sighs> you know. <laughs> okay, God, well, I'm still going to try. I'll get it right one of these days. So, yeah, I know. But in the meantime, <sighs> come on. There's enough to it to stress, you know, God said it twice in this in, uh, Exodus. Don't make any other gods. Don't make gods of yourself. Um, I will throw out an idea as I was reading through this, and I got to considering, you know, reading down through some of these things. Um, got to thinking about when he's telling tell him to make an ark, an uh, altar of earth, and when you put stones around it. Don't put anything on it. Just as the rocks that you find, that's the way you use them. And then even looking at some of what's used for sacrifice, and what's within and with us also. God has given us everything that we need to sacrifice or and to serve Him. He's given us all these things. We just have to give it back to Him. He's given us life. We need to give it back to him in an unadulterated fashion so that um, we can serve God with what he's given us. Um, you know, God says, don't mess with the rocks when you build an altar. You know, just use what I provided. Um, even the animals. God provides the perfect animals for, this, for these things. Um, so all the things that we have in us is things that God has given us so that we could turn it back to him. Say, you know, love me. It's in us to love. Love me. Give this love back to God. Obey me. Give it back to God. But that was free. But, uh, you know, we see is we see the mind of God. We, we see what he loves. We see what he hates. God's given us everything we need to serve him in a proper fashion. Something that I hadn't really contemplated, but at the beginning of creation, God gave one law. Just one. Of the tree of good and evil, do not eat it. Don't eat it. It's not good for you. Everything else is good for you, but not that one. Everything's good for you. Enjoy it all. <laughs> but that one tree, you know, they weren't restricted. They were freed up. Um, they were liberated. You know, because they didn't have to go through the whole process of saying, is this good? Is this good? Is this good? Is this good? No. God just came out. We didn't have, he didn't have to fearfully determine what was good and what was bad. God had told him up front, and in no uncertain terms, everything is good for you, but not that tree. One law, and mankind couldn't keep it. Only one law, and the devil was able to cause Adam and Eve to break it. 
and in so doing, sin entered the world. You know, that's, I don't know, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, but then you look at how we are. How if you read through Exodus and some of the things, um, you really say, how could they have been so dumb? But then you look in the mirror, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like not so difficult. Turn Exodus 19, verses 3 and 6, 3 through 6. It says that Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. I brought you out. I bear you up. I kept you safe. I got you out. I got you free. This is all you need to do now. What's that? It is. Yep. Here, guys, pass these around. Will you please turn? They need to be turned on. Is that on, Mark? Hey, that one's on. Okay. I, I was going to say, we're always fighting our sin nature. That even as children, the, the only thing we want to do is whatever we're told not to. Exactly. I mean, it's one of the games I have on this. says, don't touch me. <laughs> Every single person that walks by, what's the first thing they do? Yep. Yeah, don't push the red button. Yeah, don't push the red <laughs> button. Guaranteed, we'll we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, one of those things we, we, we find is all throughout the Bible is we're we're always fighting our own sin nature that we always want to do that thing yep. that we're told not to do. Yeah, that sin nature is, that's it. We live with it day by day. That That's why we need to go back to God day by day. Forgive me, Lord. Um, did you want that? No? Okay. So, these verses... Exodus 19, they do declare, they declare from God, coming from God, that God wanted the Israelite people to be his treasured possession. Uh, um, this is what he had promised Jacob way back. I mean, even uh, Abram, he says, you're going to have a son, and your seed is going to be, you know, the stars in the sky, the sand of the sea, uh, you're just going to be all this. Abram says, I'm going to have a son. Didn't hear any of the other stuff. Yeah, they're going to be in bondage 400 years, too. I'm going to have a son. 
You know? It's like, hey, good stuff. But God kept his promise to Abraham. To Abram, Abraham, and right on through that lineage. He wanted a kingdom of priests. He wanted a holy nation. He wants the people to remember that he, the mighty God, miraculously rescued them out of slavery as he led them out of Egypt. God wanted the people to understand the laws in the context of the great love that he had for them. You know, because it's like, do the right thing. I can wrap my arms around you. I can love you. We can get together. We can have fellowship together. And I'm willing to bet that that fellowship with God is the one thing more than any other that Adam was sorry he blew it, that he lost it. Because God walked with him in the cool of the evening in the garden. He had a direct fellowship with God, hand-in-hand fellowship with God. I can only imagine what that would be like. God wanted the people to understand these. Uh, He didn't give them the laws so they could be saved. He didn't give them the law so they could be saved by the law. They were already saved. God had already saved them. They'd been slaves, but they were now free. And the law was meant to serve them in their freedom. You know, the people come together as a single people. When you treat each other right, things go right. God made a covenant with Israel and promised great blessing to the Israelites if they upheld the law. Great blessings if they uphold it. But he also said he'd bring curses on those who broke it. And one of the notes I made to myself here is, you know, as we read further in Exodus, um, we see that it was also given to show these other nations and these other peoples that God set them aside as a peculiar nation, somebody that was different. They were set apart and different from all the other nations around them. You know, they wanted them to know that God brought them out, that God was their king, that God had their hand, his hands on this nation. And in thinking about it, that applies to us today, too. We're saved out of the world by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his blood. So we're to be different from the rest of the world. Yeah, we're supposed to be a nation of weirdos, just like that, you know? And there's nothing wrong with being weird for God. Um, Even though people might look at you like you got three heads, there's nothing wrong with being weird for God. And I'm glad I'm kind of weird for God, too, some days, so I love that. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Here, microphone, please. (laughs) Go ahead. Say it again. We we want to. Yes. No, I was saying, uh, as as Christians, we need to get over. We need to quit apologizing. Um, Muslims don't apologize for following their religious dictates. Right. Jews don't. Hindus don't. But Christians, we're always apologizing. Yeah. 
We, we, we shouldn't be. We, we, we're, we're Christians. Right. We this is what we do. This is the way we live. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way we, we need to get over that. Yeah, we should be weird. We should be peculiar. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. No. Many times we find ourselves apologizing because we're not like everyone else. We're not supposed to be. That's right. You know, I'm sorry, but I want to share something with you. <laughs> Why are we sorry for wanting to share the gospel? You know, should we be sorry for the way it makes people feel? No. If it makes people uncomfortable, there's a purpose for that. You know? When we share the gospel of God, it should make people uncomfortable because that'll bring them out of whatever seat of comfort they're in or should and shake their little foundations, whatever they might be, and say, let's get it right. So, Annette, as Christians, we should know that ultimately God wants his best for us. And that we need to share that best with others. His children, and that is why he has given us the law as a guide for our lives. So if we think about it, if we love God, and here in the con context of these Ten Commandments, if we love God, we won't be chasing after other gods or idols. There won't be any fear for punishment. If you love others, you'll respect and honor them. You won't be chasing after what they have or attempting to cheat them out of it. And so when we treat them correctly, there's no fear of consequences. But there's joy and there's reward for those things. So we're right here at the end of it. So recap question eight. Today's question is, what is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? And the answer is, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not covet. And then our memory verse is Exodus 20. Number three, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. And like I said, we're going to get into that in a little greater detail. But um, yeah, I'll, I, I won't push ahead. But any other thoughts on today's lesson? Um, microphone, please. How would you act if somebody's like um, basically trying to attack you for you trying to love other people? You got to respond in love, for one thing. You know, sometimes. <laughs> Somebody once said, you know, said, oh, bless their heart. <laughs> That's how I did. I just said, Lord, bless your soul. Yeah. You know, because sometimes there's people you just can't get through. You can't get through. Do you have a thought on that? Uh, no, I mean, seriously, uh, there are those you just can't get through. Because um, you look at things, the way things are in society these days, 
it's a me first me first me first so what do you mean loving others well yeah we need to love all people we don't have to love that there's sin but we need to love the people um, and a lot of times well all the time it's their sin that keeps them from seeing what needs to be seen you know, seeing the things of God but back to doing we need to keep continue to do what God do things the way God has us to do you know hey you can ab you want to verbally abuse me for loving other people the way God does have at it you know I don't like it God doesn't like it sooner or later you're going to give an answer for the way you're treating people you know so be on the right side of it or be on the wrong side of it I know people can push your buttons <laughs> they push mine a lot over over the years uh, it's been decades ago but um, in a prison situation somebody says hey if I hit you as a Christian you're supposed to turn the other cheek yeah you're right I'll have to turn the other cheek but it might be yours you know <laughs> so what do we say you know yes but uh, you know again God has his best for us um, we can't make excuses for not doing things the way that he wants us to what we can do is for ask forgiveness from him for not doing things the way we're supposed to but we need to continue to strive to keep his laws to live according to the way he wants us to live even though we know um, that we don't have a whole lot of hope in, in accomplishing it perfectly we can still do it we can still make the steps you know God's law is still relevant to us today and with good reason you know it focuses specifically on our relationship with God and with our neighbors and these these laws these Ten Commandments um, they help us to understand our responsibility toward God toward other people we're weak we fight the flesh um, we're not going to be a hundred percent perfect hundred percent of the time but we can be kind of perfect some of the time if we continue to try and follow God and keep putting him first we've got Jesus Christ in front of us always we respond to the Holy Spirit within us and we remember that God is the creator and sustainer of us all he's the king you know he's the one that pulled us pulled us out of bondage because of God pulled us out of bondage through his sacrifice you know and he continues to care for us and with that I'll close as we're at the time mark but Heavenly Father, we do give thanks for this, Lord, this lesson. We ask that it touches each of us to our heart and that we can continue to remember to strive for doing the things that you would have us to do and know that ultimately your law is not uh, to put a burden upon us but to free us from the burdens um, that we encounter. Lord, but help us to be a, a blessing uh, to others help us to glorify you in all ways in our lives Lord help us to just to be the, the children of God that we need to be Lord and to further bring honor and glory to you in all that we do mm -hmm.